Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. From the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel, another week of the Eagle Hour. Happy to have you, Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Will Tony producing for us today. Bob will be back tomorrow. But happy to have you on the show with us as we start a brand new week of covering Southern Miss sports. Lee Roberts on a little later. Of course, the color analyst and former Southern Miss quarterback will be here um, to uh, add his thoughts about this past week's game against texas state we'll get to the head coach will hall in just a second reminder first segment of the eagle hour brought to you every day by dickie's barbecue located in a community near you lots of stuff going on including homecoming week at the rock an opportunity uh, maybe for you to get your uh, pregame cater on dickie's can take care of that and always remember uh, our hometown Dickies team just outside Turtle Creek Mall in Hattiesburg. Our good buddy Justin Harris and his team serving up the best meats around. Dickies Barbecue cooked here, loved everywhere. Southern Miss head football coach Will Hall joins us as he does every single Monday for two segments. Greatly appreciate his time. And Golden Eagles uh, get behind in the first half, come to, uh, come to life in the second half, fight hard, just not enough, Coach. And we appreciate your time joining us. As, as we do, just kind of recap for us the three phases, offense, defense, and special teams from this week's game against Texas State. Yeah, we'll start We'll start defensively. Uh, you know, I thought we played with good effort. Uh, we were physical. We, we, got, we got the ball out. We forced three turnovers, uh, which was good to see. That's something we've been harping on. Uh, we didn't play well early in the game, you know, for another week. That's something we're addressing here. We're going to change up some things we do in practice to try to get off to a better start defensively because that's something we struggle with. As the game goes on, uh, we start playing better defensively, but we're having trouble coming out of the gate and playing better uh, right there. We didn't tackle well, uh, you know, our edge players and spilling the ball to the right people. Didn't quite execute that quite well. Uh, in the second half, we really pitched a shutout. You know, the only reason they scored is uh, because we went for it right there and gave them short field position, and then we were trying to trying to force a turnover right there and taking some chances. So I thought in the second half we really calmed down and uh, played a great half of football defensively. So it was just a tale of two halves. You know, one was really really poor, and one was uh, one was really really good uh, offensively. Uh, we had over 500 yards offense. We scored over 30 points again. So the second straight week, we scored and moved the ball. We moved it both running and throwing again. We threw for 275 and ran for 235. Uh, disappointed in the turnovers, especially the first play of the game. That should never happen. 
Uh, they play cloud to the field, cover two, which they've not shown all year. Good adjustment by them, but we should see that. Hit the check down over the middle. Uh, you know, so that helped us get behind, which was a disappointing play. And after that, you know, we moved the ball for the most part the rest of the night. Uh, you know, I think uh, we drove it scored the opening drive uh, last week versus Arkansas State. Uh, we scored, you know, we scored a field goal in the first quarter, scored another touchdown after that. So we're starting games a little better offensively, uh, you know, than what we are defensively right now. But it's something we still got to address. Want to get off to a better start. Uh, thought we ran the ball well, like we said. Uh, third downs, we were we were pretty efficient. Ten of twenty, which is fifty percent, which is which is winning football. Just the turnovers, especially the one early, hurts. Special teams, obviously, devastating way to start the football game. Uh, we missed our kick zone loop, which you know how important that is. We kicked it past the middle of the field the wrong way. Uh, the deep left kick, we kicked it all the way closer to the right hash than the left hash. We've still got to contain that and get the ball carrier down. It can't go for a touchdown. You know, Luke, when that happens, it's usually going to get a good return when you miss your field zone that bad. Uh, the special teams guy, I know you know, but we've got to get it down. Uh, after that, we punted into our field zones pretty well. We protected well on field goal. We did miss a field goal and an extra point, uh, which is uncharacteristic of Stein. That played into the game right there as the game got uh, game went on and we got back in the football game. You know, those points would have been big. Uh, you know, the opening kickoff was just after that, our kickoff coverage units were really good. Uh, we just, you know, we're doing things to cause yourself to lose football games right now, and that's certainly something that we're addressing and something that I've got to uh, I've got to get fixed. Uh, it's a week where we're getting back to our fundamentals and making sure that we're making uh, corrections moving forward. And uh, you know, man, with that, we can open it up and talk about it. Absolutely, and and you mentioned that, and you know, special teams one one play can change the game. Last week was the block punt, and you know the percentages on that. And when you give up a kickoff return to start the game, instantly just the momentum goes in that other team's uh, you know account. So I guess you, you mentioned it. What specifically could could you measure it up? Just the slow starts the last two weeks. You know, you said you're addressing it in practice. I mean. Is it a mindset? Is it is it just you know a couple of wrong things going the wrong way and and you know going forward? How how do we fix coming out a little slower uh, to see what we saw the last two second halves you know happen in the first half? Well, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So we consistently played poorly enough early this season. I don't think that's something that's plagued us. All the time, it's certainly not plagued me throughout my career forever. But this football team is obviously having the issues early, so we're going to make some changes with how we practice and uh, and the start of practice, in particular, and, uh, and you know, and, we're, and address those issues and uh, in hopes to, to, to solving that problem. Kelly, what, what what when you say starting out slow, coach? What is there one one specific thing that that? you can put your finger on it. You say you're changing some things up at practice. I know you don't want to give too much away, but uh, is there anything you can just kind of put your finger on? Well, we kicked the ball off and completely missed our field zone. Right. And then they ran the kick back for a touchdown. So I would put my finger on that Kelly, you know I mean? Like that, 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 that's as simple as that. And then we threw a pick into cover two on the first play offense. And now it's fourteen to nothing. So those are the two specific things this week. Right. Last week it would be a little different, uh, but we've got to 
we've got to come out playing better earlier. You know, last week offensively we drove it down in a great opening drive and scored in the opening drive. You know, so I don't think it's something that's plagued us offensively throughout. Defensively, we've had some games where we played well early. But the last two weeks, we have gotten behind early and uh, and had to battle back. So it's something, obviously, as the leader of this program, I've got to address and make sure that we're doing everything we can do to fix. I, I know when you when you go into a game, you have a general you know overview and a game plan of, of how you think the game will go and, and the game has to come to you, so to speak. But like the last couple of weeks when you've fallen behind, have you had to change things uh, go deviate from your original game plan, change up things offensively because you were behind the eight ball early? No, I don't think so. You know, uh, you know, our plan is to score. I think we've got a chance to have a really good offensive football team. I've told you guys that. I think we had to grow some early in the year, especially with the type of defense we were playing and how good those defenses are. But I think we have grown the last two weeks. We've shown when I mean, we can be a team that scores over 35 to 40 points a game. And uh, we've done that the last two weeks. So even though we got behind, you know, you can't – they don't make any 14-point plays in football right. or 21-point <laughs> plays. So you just got to take each individual drive and drive it and score. And that's what we told our guys at halftime. We've got to get it back to a two-score game. And when you get a football game within two scores, you're really just two points or two plays away from tying or taking the lead. And uh, I thought our team did a great job of managing that and battling back. And uh, we put ourselves in position to win it again at the end, just like we did last week, and we just didn't get it done. Yeah, Coach, specifically, uh, and and I, I get it from somebody that watches football, walk our listeners through the decision to go for it on fourth down, late into you know in, in the game on that last uh, next last offensive possession, where you got three timeouts, you decide to, to go for it rather than punt it. Yeah, so you know obviously you could argue we should have punted right there. I can understand if anybody thinks we should. Uh, it was fifty fifty in my mind. Here's why I elected to go for it. Uh, we snapped that ball with two oh seven left on fourth down. Okay, so let's say we punt it right there. Uh, in my mind, when you punt it, they're going to get the ball back with about a minute 57 left. You just just say 10 seconds on the punt. After they run three plays, I don't know, you say each play takes eight seconds, and you got three timeouts. Well, eight times three is 24 seconds. So you'd be down to 157 minus 20 is 137 minus four. You'd be at about a, a minute and 34 seconds left, and they're going to be punting that ball from about midfield, Luke. Okay. Uh, they've been pretty good at pooch punts. Yeah. You know, so if they're punting from midfield with a minute 34, we've got no timeouts, uh, and they pooch us down there, our best bet is to get the ball back on the 20 with a minute 34 with no timeouts. Our offensive line is built to run the football and play action. We're not built to drop back pass every down when everybody knows it. So we would have been backed up in a complete drop-back situation where we can't run or mix any runs in. And I just didn't think that gave us our best opportunity to win. I felt like we had a better chance at completing a fourth and 17. And then we would have been, you know, at the two-minute mark with three timeouts. We could still mix in some runs and go on a little bit of a drive there, mix and run and pass to try to win the football game. Coach, thanks for that explanation. Um, that I think a lot of people thankful to hear that and, and thankful you knew exactly what was going on uh, at that moment. Appreciate that explanation. Hey, we're visiting <laughs> with Southern Miss head football coach Will Hall. We'll step aside and continue with him right after this break.
Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Monday, Eagle Hour second segment, brought to you by Campus Bookmark, located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. A couple weeks ago, as I do before every uh, brand new athletic gear, go in there, get me a fresh hat. It's gray with the Southern Miss Eagle, Southern Miss written on it. It's net back, looks great. Uh, Miss Kathleen's got all kinds of Southern Miss swag. Of course, you can shop on Hardy Street or campusbookmark.net, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Bob out today, Kelly and I, visiting with uh, Southern Miss head football coach Will Hall. And, Coach, before we turn the page uh, to uh, to this this coming week, I mean, just to go back one more positive for the game, I mean, time of possession, and, and some of that came with um, you know, the, the short field at the end and some of that came with the opening kickoff. But from a points perspective, I mean, you, you guys, 235 yards on the ground and 275 in the air, and, and uh, Billy threw the ball well enough. But, but talk about Frank. It seemed like the second week in a row he really got going with over 100 yards. Yeah. You know, like I said, Luke, we really felt going into this season we were going to have some growing pains early with a quarterback that's never started a college football game but was really talented and smart. And uh, just getting our offense and running it for the first time. And then we played some great defenses. Uh, you know, Florida State and Tulane, they'll be nationally ranked. And uh, But we've grown as the season has gone on in the last two weeks. You know, uh, we've had over 500 yards this week. We had almost 500 last week, you know, and we scored over 35 points. Uh, we scored seven times, I guess, uh, uh, two weeks ago and scored – six times this week, you know, so we're, we're building and pushing offensively back to what, you know, I, I, we've been able to do our, our whole lives where we came from. I think we're only going to continue to grow offensively and continue to be able to score points, uh, both running and throwing. So it's, it's been good to watch the development. We've got to stop the turnovers. Uh, you know, the first play of the game was bad. After that, offensively, we played, played pretty well. Um, you got emotional in the in the post game because of this, and so I just want to mention it. Uh, it's it's pretty remarkable. Forty six was out there Saturday night. Yeah, you know, Luke. I mean, you're a guy that believes in Christ and believes in everything uh, that that He can do. You know, when you put your faith in Him and you keep looking to Him, and uh, man, what a tough time that was for Avery and everybody associated with Avery. And I'm certainly associated with Avery. Uh, you know, I hate to use the term miracle because man, I like to hold those words for parting the Red Sea and, 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 <laughs> and, and, and healing blind people and things like that. But I, I'm not saying it was a miracle, but it was miraculous. Okay. Uh, and he's back. I'm sitting here looking out my window right now. He's working out with Todd McCall right now. His role is only going to continue to grow and grow as he comes back. And uh, he's just uh, – he's, he's what we all should aspire to be. He's the best – he's the greatest leader I've ever coached. Mm. And uh, he's one of my heroes. You, you guys, can I can – I, and, and those, Yeah, go ahead. And, Coach, I, I've got to be a negative Nelly for a second, okay? Yeah. Because the offense obviously is, is going well, but I'm sure there are people driving in their cars right now yelling at us saying, okay, well, the offense is great, but, but and we're scoring all these points. We've got to be able to stop somebody. You know, so, so That's right. Defensively, That's right. defensively, where do we need to tighten up most? We've got to execute better. That's all it is. That, you know, that's all it is, uh, Kelly. You know, uh, you look at the first half, and then you look at the second half, it was nothing but execution. 
You know, if uh, if all of a sudden one guy on defense doesn't get in the gap he's supposed to get in, then there's an open gap and there's a runner running through it. And uh, when but when we when we when we design you know run pressures and pass pressures and we gap it out, then it's going to spill to a tackler. The defense has always got a plus one advantage, but when you send two into one gap or somebody misaligns, then now the math numbers are back. Uh, in the favor of the offense. Does that make sense? Yes. Really? Yeah. And all it was, you know, in the first half, we had people not doing what they were supposed to do. And in the second half, we calmed down and everybody fitted up right. You saw the difference, you know, and uh, that's something we've got to address. Uh, we've got a lot of older guys on defense that know a lot of our scheme, but we've also got some newcomers that probably aren't quite as advanced, and we've got to – We've got to we've got to scheme more for the newcomers than we do for the older guys. We can't run off and leave our newcomers from a knowledge of our defense standpoint just because we do have a lot of old guys that can handle a lot of scheme defensively. And that's something we're working on this week. We're going to be simpler. We're going to be more sound. And we're going to be more assignment sound, and we're going to get back to playing football the way we're supposed to play. All right, so let's look at the Monarchs that come in here now. Old Dominion comes in for a 6 o'clock kickoff on Saturday night. Homecoming festivities all week. Should be a beautiful week weather-wise for all of those uh, festivities that will take place on campus. Old Dominion has a stud linebacker. This Henderson kid comes in here. He's been all over the field every single game. This is a guy you're going to have to contend with defensively. Yeah, really good football player. You know, reminds me of Maples from the standpoint of he's very instinctive, great tackler. He really plays their scheme well. I think he's their best player on defense and uh, does a lot of good things, chases the football. You'll enjoy watching him play. Uh, he, he, he's, i got a lot of respect for him. He's a good player. Number 42. Um, Coach, let's, when we think about uh, ODU, I mean, they played Marshall close. Uh, in, in Huntington, played Wake close beat Lafayette, um, and, and you know, then they had a, a bad game against Virginia Tech, had a bad game against Texas A&M Commerce, and so you, I know preparing this week, you probably, people probably haven't seen the best version of the Monarchs as, as well, and that's got to be challenging as well. Well, they played a new quarterback last week, and uh, kind of like Arkansas State, and he's a kid that, that ran for a long touchdown versus Marshall. Here's the interesting thing about them. They lost to Virginia Tech. They beat Louisiana Lafayette, okay, who's got a good football team. Then they were leading Wake Forest for most of the game and lost at the very end. They were leading Marshall for most of the game and lost at the very end. Uh, so a little bit different than us. They've started fast but not finished well, you know. And uh, so they're a team that's two and three. They've lost to some really good teams, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, and Marshall in close games. They could very easily have a much better record. And uh, I think they've got a really good football team, much improved. And uh, they, they run a similar style offense to Texas State. Uh, same scheme, same family tree. So it'll be a lot of carryover for our defense, the wide splits with the receivers and the type of uh, tempo and all that. So their offensive coordinators from both places come from the same family of offense. Defensively, they drop eight almost every play. Luke, they play a three-man front, and, uh, you know, they play a light box. They really want you to be patient offensively. They try to keep it in front, and, uh, you know, they drop eight a lot and just try to try to get you impatient offensively and, and, and get behind the sticks. Correct me if I'm wrong. Ricky Rain is from, like, the Bill Schneider, James Franklin tree, right? 
Well, it's Ricky Ronnie. His Ronnie, Ronnie. I see mispronouncing but, uh, name. Sorry. Hey, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Ricky was a quarterback. Uh, played in the Ivy League, and uh, Ricky was under James Franklin at Vanderbilt and Penn State. He was also, uh, as a young coach, under the great Bill Snyder. Uh, offensively, he hired an offensive coordinator that comes from that Art Briles tree this past year, uh, hired him from Fordham, an FCS school, and so they've gone to that format offensively, just like what our fans saw in Texas State last week. Kelly? So going into this week, Coach, uh, injuries, you kind of keep us up to date, you know, with also respecting, you know, certain privacy rules. But uh, injury-wise, you guys pretty good to go, considering? Yeah, we, we didn't lose anybody from last week, so that's been, that's been, uh, that's been good. We had, we had an injury-free week, so we should have, you know, we should, we should be in the situation we were last week. You know, you guys know we're thin at DB because we've lost several for the year. We had to move some guys over there. They're learning. Some of them played in this game, like Zay Franks, with only one week of practice because we had to. Uh, but outside of that, we're in pretty good shape. And how do you? And I know this goes along with the territory. And compared to your average guy in the street, you know, you, you make pretty good coin, but you're still a human being. You know that this team is capable of playing the way that they that they are capable of playing, but have yet been able to put it all together. That has to be. Tell us about your emotions and how you deal with that, because it has to be frustrating. Well, yeah, you know, uh, we're not getting it done right now. And uh, I'm a guy that's always gotten it done my whole life. You know, I'm a guy that's had to prove people wrong. I'm a guy that's had to scratch and claw and nothing's ever been given to me. Uh, I earned my way into this spot, and I certainly have the utmost confidence that we know what it takes to get it done. I know, I know what we need to do to fix this. Uh, we're in year three of a total rebuild. We would like to be better right now. We all would. Uh, you know, and when we took over this program, the rules weren't like they were now. You couldn't flip the roster in the first year. All right. I don't understand. We yeah. talked about that. Uh, so year one, it is what it is. It's almost like year zero. We won a bowl game last year. We're proud of that. We're not proud of how we started this year, but we got a lot of football left. And uh, there's going to be a day where this great program's back. And I'm going to be in charge of it when it happens. And uh, I look forward to those days. Coach, uh, thank, thanks so much for your time. Gre- Kelly, go ahead. You were no, I was just going to say, I, I appreciate that outlook, and I appreciate that confidence. Because if you don't believe it, who else is going to believe it? Absolutely. Right? Well, <laughs> I believe it, Kelly. So <laughs> it is what it is. Good stuff, Coach. Thanks for your time, man. And uh, we'll look forward to watching them at homecoming this week against Old Dominion. Always appreciate you guys, man, to the top. To the top. Southern Miss head football coach Will Hall joining us as he does every week. Appreciate his time. Lee Roberts will join us as we continue to unpack, talk about Southern Miss and Texas State. Look forward to Old Dominion. Eagle Hour continues on a Monday. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Always appreciate Will Hall joining us as he does every week in our first and second segments on Monday. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Will Tony producing for us today from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, third segment brought to you by 4th Street, located guess where, Kelly?
on Fourth Street, right? <laughs> Home of the uh, nine ninety five lunch. Yeah, they must have stayed up all night thinking of a, a name for that place. <laughs> the hardest name to figure out in the history of restaurants. <laughs> it would have been really confusing if it was Fourth Street Bar and Grill on Seventh Street. You know, our, uh, our good buddy Slade. <laughs> Serving up great food every day. Appreciate his support of the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss color analyst Lee Roberts, of course, former quarterback for the Golden Eagles, joins us uh, every week to continue our unpacking of the previous game and uh, look forward to the next week. And, Lee, um, way different. And and I can't believe that we didn't – I didn't – it didn't get brought up with Coach Hall. But let's start here. One play kind of like summarized this game. Um, and I think one play kind of uh, in some ways summarized uh, Southern Miss's effort in the second half. Have you ever seen a play like the one that involved Jay Stanley tracking down the running back from Texas State? Well, it it, it started with their quarterback, obviously, right? I mean, I thought Hayes Maples had him in the grasp. I thought he was down, going to be down inside the five-yard line, and somehow – my D comes out of nowhere with the football running along the sideline, and it's like, you've got to be kidding me. Here we are about to make a good play on defense, and all of a sudden they're going to have a 90-yard touchdown run. But Jay Stanley, as he's been all year long, has played with that attitude, man. I'm not giving up. I'm going to give everything I have. And, man, he did. He he tracked down and knocked the ball loose before my D went across the goal line, and, and he knew it as soon as it happened. Obviously, uh, they had to go look at it and review it, but – Man, I thought that was thought that was huge, and you know you could look at the negatives in the game, but man, when you see stuff like that, you realize that this team they want it, they really do, they want it. The ball hasn't bounced our way this year. Um, you know, again, we we talked about the the first two losses, but the last two losses, things just they haven't gone our way. I mean, we've played great offensively, defensively, given up some big plays, but just like that. Man, we gave up. I mean, we didn't give up on that one. So, super proud of the way Jay Stanley's played all year. Um, we, we talked to Coach Hall. He said, you know, addressing in practice, named uh, some specific things. But, you know, as a player, as two former players, you and me, uh, we know how, how important fast starts are. Um, and it's just that's really what's got us in the hole the last two weeks. And you just look up and you're down three scores to, to start the game. And it's just really hard. To the Eagles' credit, they, they fought back. But – you know, going forward, I mean, your take on, uh, you know, what it takes to start faster. You know, I mean, I, I think you just, when you start like that, you said, I mean, you start in the hole, it's just it's just climbing up. And, you know, something's just got to go right for us. I think, you know, you, if you start on defense, you've got to get a three and out and get the ball back to your offense. Some way, somehow, you, you've got to flip the field. You've got to give it to your offense, give them a chance. If you start with the ball, You've got to get points your first possessions, and and not even really points. You've got to try to go down and score. I mean, you've got to be able to set the tempo rather than the opponent setting the tempo. And you know, I still feel like our return guys, Ty Mims, you know, Rambo, um, and Tavius Willis. I feel like those guys are are talented. At at some point, I think we're going to gash those uh, returns as well, and, and we're going to set the tempo in in that fashion. But yeah, I mean, starting slow, man, it's just kind of been our our motto the last several weeks and you know we're, we're able to come back and do great things in the second half but we just we run out of time unfortunately so you know i know i know the team's going to get some things addressed but um I, I just think the guys just got to come out and just play with confidence early i don't think you i don't think you go out and you try to gain confidence you just got to have confidence on play number one but when you but when you say something like that lee is there anything that you've seen that would lead you to believe otherwise have you seen it 
guys playing tentative or just not sure in, in what they're doing? No, I mean, I think it's just missed assignments. I, I mean, obviously, um, you know, the big the big uh, return last week, I mean, right. Sabatini goes down, he gets out of his lane because he tears his ACL. Uh, the return, we kick it in the wrong part of the field and, you know, not putting it on, on a kicker, but you do, you, you kind of run down, and guys have to stay in their lane, but you try to kick it into the corner and pin somebody there so you have, you know, 10 guys running down to you know, a portion of the field as opposed to kicking it to the middle of the field and giving a great return man a whole field to return. And, you know, so it really is. I mean, you look at you look at football, man, it's a game of inches. It's a, it's about the little things, um, you know, yards after a contact, yards after a catch, missed tackles. I mean, all these things really, really, really matter. Um, you know, we've done some great things. We have done things that are not so bad. I think Swayze Bozeman said it ba- uh, best. In his post-game uh, talk with us on the radio, he said, "I think we showed tonight how bad we can be, and I think we showed tonight how good we can be." And it really does. It really kind of sums it up. We played really bad and really good in the same game, and and if we just kind of play in the middle somewhere the whole game, we win that game. So, um, no, I can't really pinpoint just you know kids playing tentatively. Okay. I just you know maybe they're a little maybe they're a little tight coming out of the locker room. Not really sure, but. And I know you you do want to try to set the tempo early. What is one question, anybody that knows you, not only as a person, but as the color analyst on the radio network, What is is there one pervasive question that you seem to get time and time again? And if so, what is that question regarding Golden Eagle football? Well, it used to be about the offense. And, you know, that one kind of has has gone away because offense obviously is, is playing much better. And, you know, when you look at look at a team, a, a new team, defenses usually play better early. You know, and it takes offenses a, a, a little more time to come along. Well, the last two weeks, the offenses has shown up outside of a few plays here and there. You know, it's been the defense that's just kind of been giving up some big plays, and and really, it's it's not really like a dominating performance. It's just they've missed an assignment, missed an assignment here or there. I mean, if you look at statistic wise. I mean, you know, we, we kept them off the field. Granted, we did give them a couple of extra possessions, um, but we kept them off the field for the most part. You know, we they did have some passing yards, but, I mean, it was they're, they're a team that's going to be really, really good, and they are really, really good, and they're going to continue. But um, I, I feel like defensively we, we didn't play our worst. Maybe the first half was not good, but I was glad we came back for sure. The reason I asked you that question, then I'll, I'll turn it back to Luke, is because people continue to ask me. They said, do, do you still believe, they're asking me this question, do you still believe that this Southern Miss team is better than the team last year? And I do. I, I stand by that, talent-wise, depth-wise, everything else. But then the logical response that they have to me is, well, dude, the math doesn't add up. It, it's just it's something, something is just awry. Is all of that reasonable to you? I mean, people, people are, I mean, they're going to, you know, you know how it is. I mean, we have some, some fans that are fair weather fans and yeah, you want to win on game one in year one, but it just doesn't always happen. I mean, obviously we play a very, very tough schedule and we knew that coming in this year and it's not going to really get any easier this weekend. I mean, this is a, a really good old, old dominion team that doesn't have a great record, but, um, you know, so nobody really asked me if I still believe, I, I think, I think they know that I believe um, in this team. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I, I've, I, I've seen this team go through some really rough years, and, and this being one of them right now, 
But honestly, man, I think we're I think we're a few plays away from really turning this thing and really getting it going in the right direction. Does it happen this weekend? Man, I sure hope. For the players' sake, for Coach Hall's sake, for the university's sake, you know, and for, for all of our sake who who watch this game and this team and I mean this is the team that, that I love. I mean, this is the team that Sure. Um you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna root for and and be there for regardless. Um, so I do I do still believe, but yeah. To answer your question, nobody really asked me that question if I still believe in this team because I think they know I do. Well, and as big as you still are, <laughs> you could probably you could probably throw a good, a good well, solid right way. if you wanted to. You know? He knows people. He knows big people as well. Anyway. Well, I, Lee, I do think we're going to look up in several weeks, and we're going to see, uh, you know, at the end of the year, I think Florida State will have 12, 13, 14 wins. Tulane will have 10 wins. Texas State, there's a chance they might win the West. Uh, Arkansas State with this new quarterback, you know, they're – and I, I think there's something to be said. We, we said, okay, Arkansas State, write it in. Texas State, write it in. Old Dominion, write it in. And we're looking up, and this schedule may actually be harder the front half than what we thought – you know, it's going to be equally as challenging as the back half. No, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, because Arkansas State's playing much better right now with Texas State playing way. I mean, who would have thought in year one of this program with Coach Kenny that they would be doing what they're doing right now? But, um, yeah, I mean, and I'm not going to overlook anybody on the schedule. We've Again, we've talked about it, how, how tough it is. So the front end is very, very difficult, and it's going to continue to get and be tough as we go. But the difference will be – as long as we're getting better and we're playing and, and starting to win games, and I mean, my goal is for this team to get to three and three. And we, we get to three and I mean, uh, three and four. Um, then you try to win one more game and try to even that thing up at five hundred, and then who knows what'll happen. But uh, the last thing you want to do is fall to one and five yeah. uh, this weekend. So if we can pick up win number two, I think uh, a lot of good things can happen for us. He's uh, he's Lee Roberts, former Southern Miss uh, quarterback, color analyst for John Cox. Hey. We get to do a game together Thursday on WLAU. Jones hey, and Hines. Looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it. It's going to be some fun, man, working with you. The, the, Kelly, he's going to teach me some things Thursday. The, the downside to a low unemployment rate is you're, you, the only guys you have <laughs> left. Are, <laughs> but it's he because we love Juco football. <laughs> yeah. So maybe Lee, maybe Lee can do it. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Have a great day. Hey, y'all too, man. Appreciate you. That's Lee Roberts. Couple news and notes from the weekend, Kelly. Eagle Hour continues. Yeah, we got a big show coming up Wednesday too, don't we? You're going to tell everybody about. Absolutely, we'll tell you more about that and close out the Eagle Hour on a Monday following these commercial messages. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Thanks to Lee Roberts joining us. If you missed that interview with him, as well as Coach Hall's two-segment interview on the Eagle Hour, you can go back and listen on demand, supertalk.fm, or check out the Eagle Hour in podcast form, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Audible, or just ask Alexa to play this Super Talk Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Will Tony producing for us today. Bob out. He'll be back tomorrow. We're in the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Fourth segment brought to you by DBAT and D1, located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, dbathattiesburg.com. Also remind you about town and country cleaners, Hattiesburg's most trusted dry cleaning service. 
They are family-owned and operated since the year of my birth, guys, 1983. Yep. All kinds of services, steaming, cleaning, curtains, rugs, and, of course, dry cleaning. They are conveniently located across uh, across from Southern Miss on Hardy Street, town and country. Cleaners, Santa, pretty uh, pretty depressing weekend <laughs> as we look across the board. Yeah, my Bengals. I, I was telling you guys in the in the break. My Bengals first time and that I can ever remember that I just turned I turned them off at halftime. They were just mm-hmm. dreadful. Have all that talent and score three points. Titans are decent, but they're not that good. Right. Um, Saints Saints got beat. Um, Southern Miss track and field finished twenty second out of thirty four teams at the Chili Pepper Festival. Women's volleyball goes 0-2 against Troy. Women's soccer gets beat 4 to nothing by Old Dominion, and uh, we lost our football game. Just not our weekend. I'll tell you one, one bright note that I thought, and I, maybe it's because I wasn't expecting much, but the NFL broadcast yesterday of the animation stuff with Andy's room and all that sort of thing, yeah. the, the Jaguars – Game okay. from Logan London. played in England yesterday. Yes, yeah. they played the Falcons yesterday. And, of course, it was the Pixar people got together. And right. it's the exact same game. And you got Booger McFarlane and somebody else doing the play-by-play of that game. It was creative. It was well done. And it, it is accomplishing or it accomplished what the NFL wanted to accomplish. Here's what the NFL is worried about is that as younger generation of kids like yeah. Will, Con- Will Tony's kids, for example, all right, they're all into electronics and things like yes. that. They get bored mm-hmm. at football games. They don't want to go to football games. Which is exactly what happened Saturday with me and my kids. Okay, yeah. well, well, this Pixar game, you know, by having all the characters that the kids can relate to. Right. They used, you know, the, the wiener dog, the slinky yeah. slink. You know, they used him as the 10-yard marker. Yeah. You know. That's and, pretty cool. And they had the claw actually dropping down and putting the ball in play. Really? Yeah, and they, they used all the Toy Story characters in a really unique way. It was fascinating. It was well done. And kudos to the NFL. I think kids really, you know, in, enjoyed enjoyed that it was, yeah. it was i i wanted to see how well it was going to be done thinking it was kind of a joke thinking to be really cheesy and all that it was great it was jaguars great. play again this coming sunday and i think they're just staying over there I they are they were so so yeah. perhaps they'll try that again sunbelt um from the weekend minnesota defeats louisiana on the uh, on the road is at minnesota james madison defeats south alabama 31 to 23 in virginia arkansas state who for some reason was an underdog at UMass. They uh, they beat UMass by 24 points, 52-28. Marshall takes care of Old Dominion in Huntington, 41-35. Georgia Southern uh, defeated Coastal Carolina, 38-28. Troy beat Georgia State in Atlanta, 28-7. Appalachian State went down to Monroe and defeated the Warhawks by 1, 41-40. And, of course, the Eagles drop a 50-36 decision to Texas State. What that means is, Kelly Sander, you and Bob tied for uh, eight and two and pulled back within. I think it's now Bob's back three for me. You're back two. I went six and four and missed on, on several picks. Well, I was, I was a little surprised that the Bills beat the Dolphins as bad as they did yesterday. And I was a little surprised that, uh, that Georgia State Panthers didn't perform up to expectations. But, man, when you look at the Sunbelt East, Georgia mm-hmm. Southern is for real. Yeah, They are really playing good football. And when you put them in there with Coastal, with App State, you know, um, I mean, that, that, those, those three teams right there. Are, and Marshall. Marshall's undefeated. Right. You know, and they're in that division. The so, game – 
the game that we are looking at um, is is this week. Or I'm sorry, it's because they have a bye. It's it's next weekend. Next weekend, October the 14th, Georgia Southern will travel to James Madison in Harrisonburg. That will be a game to watch. That's probably the battle for the East right now. And the Eagles' schedule is getting ready to get kind of uh, kind of funky because after this coming Saturday, the homecoming game, they got a Tuesday game at South Al. But there's two Saturdays in a row that they're off. Yeah. You know, they've got, the I think, the 14th. They're off that Saturday. They're yeah. off. That doesn't mean they're not playing that week. Because they're playing Tuesday. Yeah, and then they go down uh, the weekend of the 22nd. They're also off. Yeah. You know, it's, it's maybe a bye week or something. So, uh, after this week, the Eagles schedule. Yeah, maybe the first time in history you only have three games in October, especially when there's and man, five, I, what? Yeah, there's four. Yeah, it would be four. So, they're off one week. But, yeah, they don't play for two Saturdays. And so pulled just, up the weather forecast. For this weekend? Saturday, sunshine, 78 degrees. Bring it. Beautiful, man. That's for homecoming. Great. Won't that be nice? Beautiful. And the, It will be. Only um, thing that would make it better is if we could knock off those monarchs. Be nice. Hey, when's the two-hour Eagle Hour on the lawn outside Laurel Mercantile here in Laurel? Yep. So uh, be a be a fun day. We'll all be out there. If you're in City Beautiful, come by and... See us. That's going to wrap it up. Bob will be back tomorrow, but appreciate you joining us on this Monday. Same time tomorrow, and as always, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. Into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.